We have to go back! everyone and welcome back to the flashback flicks retro movie podcast i'm ricky i'm grayson and today we are reviewing the 1999 the mummy the mummy no returns no scorpion king just the (laughs) followed by mummy yeah and what was the fourth one there's a no not fourth one a third one tomb of the dragon emperor Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, starring Brendan Fraser and Jet Li. Yep. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. Fraser and Fraser. Yeah, so, uh, in case you don't know, there is uh, yet another remake of the Mummy series, and it's starring Tom Cruise, and we have the completely original idea of looking back at the 1999 Mummy, because no one else on the internet is going to be doing this. Mm. But not the original Universal Mummy, which was from 1936. So, oh, this is that makes the new one a remake of the remake. Wait, so so we're not reviewing the 1936 one? Oh, Ricky, please don't tell me you dug that up. Pun intended. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. But I did watch a awesome documentary that went into great detail about that. Uh, but I I grew up loving The Mummy. But apparently, I have... This is another case of, I thought I saw this movie, but I never did. Really? I saw The Mummy Returns and watched that more times than any one person should. <laughs> Oh, man. I love The Mummy Returns. And so watching this, I was just like, oh, did I know that I was watching a sequel when I watched this? So The Mummy, like Grayson was saying, The Mummy, the 1999 Mummy, is a remake of a Universal movie by the same name. Uh, It was a 1936 film, black and white, um, all about just the classic story of people accidentally awaking. Um an ancient, highly cursed mummy that mm. just ruins the lives of everyone. Uh, and so then the 1999 mummy was created, and the director, uh, Stephen Simmers, um, loved that movie. He loved the original mummy movie, and he had only ever seen that mummy movie. Uh, and that mummy movie didn't have a ton of the traditional mummy imagery that people used to, which is like, you know, like the Abbott and Costello, like guy wrapped in bandages. Uh, So much so that uh, during the behind the scenes featurette that I watched, he said um, with no exaggeration, um, seven to 10 times. Yeah. You know, this mummy movie, uh, it's not going to be a guy wrapped in bandages. He said that so many times, just, just him alone. And then other people were just like, yeah, it's not a guy wrapped in bandages. It's not a guy wrapped in bandages? And, like, so everyone was just obsessed with, like, there won't be any men wrapped in bandages. Mm. Then you tell me why I bought all these bandages. (laughs) Uh, We thought we were going to do a money movie, and we just blew our set budget, our costume budget on bandages. You know what The Mummy Returns is? Me returning all these bandages. (laughs) The Mummy returns his bandages. 
but yeah, so they were really, really committed uh, to doing that in the production of the 1999 Mummy. And uh, despite what you saw, uh, the special effects at the time were really, really intricate. Uh, now, yeah. this the Mummy series is one of the movies that I feel like is just famously known for its terrible CGI. Sure, um, sure. Anytime I see the montage of people arguing for like, yeah, CG is so terrible, it's almost always from uh, The Mummy Returns with mm-hmm. uh, the Scorpion King being what he was. Yeah. Uh, and there are certain times in this movie where the CGI just isn't that great, but there are other times where it's amazing. Um, but we'll get that into our review. So the movie came out... In May 7th, 1999, um, and it did pretty good. Um, it had uh, an estimated budget of about $80 million, which means that they went all in. Um, and then it uh, earned back a gross a domestic box office of $155 million. Hmm. And it's pretty good. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it did pretty well. Um and they had uh, in the behind the scenes thing. And I completely forgot about this. Uh, they were saying how when they got um, Brendan Fraser, they're like, "Yeah, you know, Brendan Fraser. He's a great talent. He's a great action actor. You know, he just got done with George of the Jungle." And I was just like, "That's right, <laughs> George, George, George of the Jungle. They did it." <laughs> and he uh, he was just like right off the cuffs of that. And so I. I completely forgot that that was a thing. And so that also like had like Brendan Fraser be like, what can't this guy do? He can swing from trees. He can survive waking up mummies. Huh. Look at him. That was his heyday. Yeah. And there's also, I don't know if you ever rode this ride. Did you ever ride the Revenge of the Mummy, the ride? Oh, man. I walked by it. (laughs) Oh, no. I... I remember I went to Universal and I rode the ride and it was really good. Um, at one point in time in the ride, they, I don't know how they did it. Like maybe they just blew air or something, but they said, oh no, the scarabs are mm-hmm. running through the thing and made it feel like there are scarabs in the ride. And I was freaking out. It was such a good ride. Uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was. A lot of fun. Sounds terrifying. I think Universal Studios is probably going to revamp a lot of the park whenever they really launch um, their dark universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're going to have Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Bride of Frankenstein, all those. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. And um, some fun facts about the movie is that uh, of their budget, um, they spent... 15 million of the 80 million on special effects alone. And they use industrial lights and magic. Uh, and a really cool thing that they did instead of using, um, you know, bandages to represent the mummification, they just like had a lot of the uh, decomposed skin kind of act as like the bandages. So, like, a lot of like muscle and skin was just like kind of like stringing along and it was like a really really intricate kind of process that because most of this uh featurette that i watched was like explaining the process of what they went to to make 
this mummy look the way that he did or the, the way they made Imhotep look. And yeah. so it, it was just a ton of work. And it's so funny to see like people in the nineties talk about technology. Like people don't know what it is. Like, so what we do is we put these tiny balls on these people and we use it to track their body movements, which is like, Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I'm from the future. <laughs> We can do this with our phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's an app for that. <laughs> and uh, funnily enough, uh, some of the people who were considered for the role of playing Chris O'Connell. Um, no, sorry. That's not his name. That's the. Chris O'Connell. Yeah. That's, that's almost Robin. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Uh, no, uh, Rick O'Connell. <laughs> the person who uh people who consider for the role for Rick O'Connell um was Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Sylvester Stallone, which I would love to see that movie. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio, um Chris O'Donnell. So yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Oh, what? there you go. Yeah. Chris uh, O'Donnell couldn't be cast as Rick O'Connell. He's so close. Yeah, just spelling alone, you just have to change like three letters. Um and several other ones. I'm Bad at spelling. And Matthew McConaughey, uh, which I think would have been amazing to see if that would have changed their fates. Um, and Tom Cruise was one of the original people considered. Ah. And then, comes back around. Like I, After watching this movie um, and seeing Brendan Fraser run, I was like, I can see how they think of Tom Cruise. <laughs> like just solely from his running. But yeah. That's some fun facts and a little bit of history for you guys on The Mummy. And now we're going to go into our reactions. Uh, so, Grayson, when was the last time that you saw The Mummy? I think I saw this three years ago. Really? But that wasn't that wasn't the first time I had seen it, though. I saw it when it first came out on home video. I don't mm. remember if it was VHS or DVD. Or Laserdisc. Or Laserdisc. No, I know for a fact it wasn't Laserdisc, because we were not a Laserdisc family. Um, saw it on some form of home video. Um, my brother was really into The Mummy. Oh, really? Because um, he was really into wrestling at the time, like WWF, now E, I think, wrestling. And so uh, The Rock was a big draw for him, and he was like, The Mummy, yeah! <laughs> uh, that's, that's my strongest... Uh, nostalgic connection to the movie. Yeah. Um, that that he was just so into the Scorpion King and, mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but yeah, I my wife is also a huge fan of The Mummy because she's a big Brendan Fraser fan. And um, like everything he did in The Mummy and Scrubs and uh, Be Bedazzled. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, I watched it with her several years ago and then watched it again with her, which was nice. And she also had the same reaction to the scarabs on the Universal ride. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's terrifying. It's like a really great ride, but also like legitimately, I'm, I'm just like, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So again, like I really thought that like, this was a movie that I watched a ton, um, like when I was a youth at the YMCA because uh, it was one of the many uh, PG-13 videos that we could watch in teen camp. Uh, yes. So 
Uh, but it wasn't the original Mummy. It was The Mummy Returns. Because I, re- I was waiting for The Rock to show up. And I was like, wait a second. Is that not this Mummy? Because the whole opening sequence, I'm like, what is this? I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and then, like, Brendan Fraser showed up. And then that guy, like, I was really confused up until um, we started showing... Um, who would later become Mrs. O'Connell. Um, but Evelyn... Spoilers. Oh. Oh, yeah. I guess that is a spoiler. So sorry, guys. So sorry for spoiling the uh, 2003 uh, sequel, The Mummy Returns. We forgive you, collectively. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, because I was just like, wait, so what? what's, what's Carnahan? Who's, who's Carnahan? It's it's O'Connell. And then I was like, no, I just uh, this is not a mo- movie I saw. Uh, but yeah, Evelyn Carnahan played by Rachel Wise. Uh, I saw her. I'm just like, oh yeah, I would have remembered this <laughs> library stacking falling situation. Oh, that was really fun. Uh, and yeah, just there's just so much that was new to me because I kept on trying to like basically take the puzzle piece of my brain and try to like mash it into uh, a puzzle that it didn't fit in. Basically I'm like, where does this piece fit? And it just never did. Cause I saw the wrong movie. Uh, but yeah, I was really, uh, I think first off, the first thing I have to say is uh, I forgot how uh, cheesy this movie was uh, just like as a franchise. And also I didn't realize how blatantly, they were trying to make it uh, a 90s Indiana Jones movie because it oh, take- yeah. so this takes place in the 20s, which is another thing I didn't re- I guess I just didn't connect to because you're already dealing with like mummies mm-hmm. as like a thing. And so I think it's really cool to see how like an older, like the 20s dealing with something even older than the 20s was an interesting concept. It was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you thought modern day uh, Egypt just hadn't progressed past the 20s. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned a lot about myself watching The Mummy. And fun fact. Oh, I say fun fact uh, loosely. Uh, Brendan Fraser actually passed out. Uh, during that scene where like he dropped and was hanging, um, huh. in that scene, like when he's like fighting, he was actually like really struggling, uh, and he like on one of the takes, like he actually just like passed out because he could not breathe, because uh, I thought that that was such huh. a very daring stunt for them to do. Um, also, um, I don't know how we did this. But back-to-back movies about curses and people almost hanging. Real weird. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like I've seen this before. But, like, but like they had him draw. They, they had this, like, the wide shot that they got, like, from him being dropped down. I was just like, did they, how did, why did they do that? I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a very impressive, like, stunt to pull off. But, like, gosh, that was like, I, I jumped like, oh, well, no. Like I knew that there was brutal. Yeah. yeah, I knew there was a sequel, but I was like, "Oh no!" Like, but yeah, that 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 whole thing was it was just it was just really fun. It was like fun and really funny, and I I was really 
amazed at uh, how some of the CGI didn't hold up as it did. Like, only some of the CGI. So, I when I was watching this little featurette, the scene where he's, like, fighting, like, a dozen mummies just, like, nonstop in, like, this whole tracking shot, those were all CGI. Um, mm. I thought at least some of them were... Yeah, just um, mix them in. Yeah. But, no, it's just, like, he was just swinging about in an empty room just i'm like that's really impressive but it seems like that were good and then even some some of emotep when he is um mostly formed is really convincing yeah um, like his jaw still freaks me out oh yeah it's weird and and the sand I, some of the sand i think that they actually did really strong because i mean it's it's sad oh yeah um but yeah, like, cue the sand <laughs> Uh, but then it was like the opening scene where he was just very clearly on the ancient green screen Egypt. Uh, and then just like when they were trying to make, he's like, yeah, when he was trying to bring her soul back and it was just like, it looked like the Capri Sun commercial. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just or like Alex Mack. Yes, exactly. It's just like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess it's 1999. I guess. <laughs> I should let this pass, but it, it was just like, uh, oh no, you guys are leading with this because this is, this is what you guys can do at this point in time. I got yeah. it. But but the, yeah, there are other things that I was just really the scarabs still like, they really freaked me out. I hate the sound that they make. The thing that always turns my stomach with this movie is the guy that loses his eyes and his tongue. Yes, bad rap just because he had jerk friends. Yep. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the thing. I I thought it was so interesting the way the curses worked in the movie. Because uh, they, they, even just with the opening, they said, listen, they buried him in this really crazy way because if he were to come back, he would come back super strong. I'm just like, oh, how? Ooh, how? But how, though? Like, how did you know? He's like, oh, no, he's because we killed him this way. He's like, oh, so you knew this was an option. Just don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, it's the next generation's problem. <laughs> yeah, basically mummy curses are like the climate change of ancient Egypt. <laughs> we don't really need to worry about it right now. Because, you know, they got it. They'll hey, figure it out. Listen. I've seen Wally. It works out. <laughs> we all get chairs. Oh, Yes. Gosh, yeah. It, <laughs> I really like that. I think it was so funny how the the whole um premise of that uh that the the guards of the the mummy tomb were just like like no one told them about like hey guys, it would be so cool if you just like didn't come over here cuz there's like this ancient curse that we're trying to keep at bay. They just just show up and just start killing people. It's like, use your words, guys. It's it's okay. <laughs> Just talk it out. And then finally, when, when Brendan Fraser's like, all right, bringing a dynamite to a <laughs> to a knife fight. Uh, he's like, don't bring a sword to a dynamite fight. And they're like, oh, cool, man. Hey, listen, we're just trying to do this. Like, oh, well, you are all doing a terrible job. I love that moment. He said, you're all doing a terrible job. This is your fault. Uh, there's a random cartoon show that I remembered after watching The Mummy. 
It was an animated show called Mummies Alive. Um, and it was about this kid who was a ancient pharaoh in another life. And he was like the reincarnated version of this pharaoh. And then this ancient guy uh, wanted to like kill him or something. Um, but he has like these four mummy guardians that are basically like Ninja Turtles. It was like a Ninja Turtles ripoff basically. But hmm. instead of turtles, they're mummies. Uh, and the theme song was super, super catchy. He's got the mummies protecting 25 BC. They are the mummies. Protection for the new refsies. They are the mummies. They're acting by the crystal bay. They are the mummies. Protectors of the world today. The Egyptian way. The mummies alive. I think we got it in one take. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was it just made me rethink of that. Because like there weren't a ton of mummy properties uh at the time it wasn't like uh it wasn't like pirates uh or vampires or Mm -hmm. things like that it was just like it was the mummy franchise mummies alive and that was pretty much it were the mummies alive the kind of mummies that did wear the bandages absolutely because probably a good call of course you do that uh yeah but it was animated right yeah Oh, then what am I doing with all these bandages? <laughs> you didn't tell me this was animated. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I got to return all these bandages. <laughs> I think one thing I appreciated more in this one than or watching it now than I did when I watched it originally was I really liked the, the brother character a lot more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was pretty interesting and funny. Played by John Hanna, which you may recognize him from another movie, The Mummy Returns. <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. Oh, yeah. All right, well, Grayson, um, I know you have all those bandages, and uh, I'd hate for you to not be able to use them. Um, so hmm. you can use them right now. Because we're about to dive into some head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> head cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon. Head cannon is a part of the show where we mummify unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Nice. Uh, thank you. Uh, my biggest uh, piece of headcanon just has to do with that uh, thing that we were talking about before with uh, Indiana Jones. Um, and uh, it's very loose, but um, I looked at the timeline and Indiana Jones, his adventures start in the 1930s. So, uh, yeah, so I know that there's like the young adventures of Indiana Jones. Um, but excluding those solely for my headcanon. Um, I want to say that um, Evelyn and Indy uh, went to school together, and that uh, she's the one who went on this big adventure, or that he inspired her to go on this big adventure. One of the two that they were just like pals, and she's like, "Well, hey, why not travel halfway across the world?" Or yeah, because she was—that's the other thing I didn't realize before—that she was just in Egypt. She was just in Egypt. They were just there. It's like, oh. Hey, I know a guy who knows where this place is. And Egypt, like the setting is there. Um, 
so I, I that was another thing that I was just like, oh wow. Um, so yeah, so just tying those two together and that it kind of exists in the same world because it's very similar, you know, Ark of the Covenant kind of history and placement that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I hear the uh, jury is still out on history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have three quick pieces of headcanon, Ooh. Um, and hopefully together they can Voltron to be one complete piece of headcanon. Uh, they probably won't. But <laughs> my first uh, mini headcanon is, uh, it has to do with the title, The Mummy. One thing I noticed is that both Brennan Fraser and Tom Cruise from the trailer uh, both either die or face near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Tom Cruise like unzips from a body bag and Brennan Fraser uh, miraculously doesn't snap his neck when he's hanged. So um, my thought is that they are actually the mummy that the title is referring to. That they are someone who has died and is somehow resurrected and that's why we're following their adventures interesting Um, just a different take on what the title means um secondly is uh about uh an artifact that is found that the book of the dead makes an appearance in this which would mean that this is a prequel to hocus pocus (laughs) where we also have a book of the dead now with an eye. Oh my goodness, yes! Because uh, how many books of the dead can there really be? Uh, and then lastly, and probably my weirdest piece of headcanon, is that uh, connecting, it to, connecting it to Men in Black, the idea <laughs> that because, uh, because Emotup is so afraid of cats, because cats uh, guard the afterlife, the idea that the afterlife is actually um, another planet where cats are the predominant species uh, and basically hold the secrets of life and death, uh, that when you die, your spirit is transported to this cat universe uh, that has tormented Emotep. So... Basically, the the cat in Men in Black that has the galaxy around the neck, um, that that uh, Orion, um, basically Orion is the keeper of Hades. I told you it was weird and that they were just three small headcanons, but together they form an arsenal of headcanons that hopefully have blown your mind. Very good. Yeah, I, I like that. That reminds me of another movie that we haven't reviewed yet and probably will never review unless we stop uh, enjoying our lives. Uh, Catwoman also. I thought you were going to talk about Van Wilder, Book of the Dead. (laughs) No, Catwoman is a cat. Um, And she... um, Spoiler for the movie that uh, you know, uh, in the movie version, uh, Selena Kyle dies and comes back to life. Oh no, we can mm-hmm. just use the Catwoman that we've already talked about in Batman Returns. Yes. I was talking about like the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry, but yeah, no cats, mummies, cats bring people back to life sometimes because oh yeah, they are keeper of the dead and maybe they uh, 
yeah, maybe they just occasionally, uh, mm-hmm. because they are like guardians of the dead, they're just like, hey, I like you. You you do good stuff. Have a life or two. <laughs> yeah, they send you back the nine lives. They are the keeper of the lives. Yeah. That's why when Michelle Pfeiffer comes back and she smashes the neon t- uh, lights on her wall, it says hell here because that's where she just came back from. She came back from cat hell, which is why when you bury somebody, you bury them in catacombs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, I'll leave. <laughs> and now it's time to... Uh... Take a look at if this movie lived another life and go into recast and remakes uh, where we talk about uh, if this movie, crazy idea, were to be remade today, uh, who would be cast and what would the storyline be? All right. Hear me out. All right. It's The Mummy, but it's called The Mummy, The Mummies Alive. Starring season one Luke from Modern Family as the kid who is the reincarnation of, uh, well, I think Ramsey's. Um, and then you cast the mummies as his protector. Um, and it's just all all the new Ghostbusters. I like it. There it is. Yeah, it's good. I would like to see, uh, if we're recasting from this movie, then... I want to see Rick O'Connell played by Nathan Fillion. Oh, yes. I think that'd be amazing. And Vin Diesel as Emotap. Oh, that would be so good. I think that would be pretty, pretty sweet. Um, with um, Marion Cotillard as uh, Evelyn. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I think she'd be really great. If I had to make one other mummy... Uh, piece of media it's called a flick uh one other mummy flick it would be uh, a music video um <laughs> by hot hot heat reviving their hit song bandages oh no because <laughs> then i could finally use all these bandages <laughs> i love it ricky i i don't want to speak out of turn and mess up the flow of the podcast but all this mummy talk has got me thinking about one other piece of headcanon that I would be remiss in my duties if I did not offer up. Okay. Now, I have not seen the other Mummy movies, so I don't know the ultimate fate of Rick O'Connell. But if I had to guess, it would be that on his final expedition, he was the victim of a tomb cave-in that caused him to be perfectly preserved in rock and then later unearthed by Polly Shore that then made him nope. the Encino Man <laughs> to go on to star in hit films like Encino Man <laughs> or Son-in-Law or that army one we always forget. Oh, in the army now. In the army now. And so not only did he get to play Rick O'Connell in the original Mummy trilogy, he got to play Rick O'Connell in the Polly Shore trilogy, which I think is really special. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there are a ton of mummy horror movies in like the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Like there are like 13 of them. Um, mm-hmm. The Mummy's Tomb, 
the Mummy Shroud Monster Squad, which has a mummy in it. Uh, but like you think of the classic uh, monsters, um, yeah. you have you know Dracula, Frankenstein, werewolf, and a mummy. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes like a sea monster or something like that. Oh yeah, a swamp thing. Yeah, swamp thing or a ghost. Yeah. And, and so I just think that that's an interesting kind of day of, not old, but might as well say because I already set myself up for that. Uh, kind of like day of old monster that like was a terrifying thing for people to like imagine. Um, mm. And then it kind of it, it kind of evolved into this other thing. It was like one of the classic monster movies that would be out back in the day. Uh, and now it's more so just like, you know, just humans, just scary just regular humans yeah. <laughs> although it's gonna go back to monsters probably with the the dark universe mm-hmm. yeah you, you you keep on bringing up the monster universe or the dark universe um mm-hmm. i know what it means but yeah. let's but what 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 is that for the audience i know it right means, though sure so the dark universe it was recently announced by universal they have the rights to all of these classic monsters and they want to launch them in a Marvel like connected universe. And the new mummy film is the first in that series. Um, they've already oh. announced some of the, the actors that will be connected with the project. Um, uh, for example, Johnny Depp is expected to be in the invisible man, uh, Javier Bardem, uh, from recent pirates fame. And, uh, no Country for Old Men and a ton of other movies. Uh, it will be playing Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Angelina Jolie has been linked to Bride of Frankenstein, um, but has not officially signed on yet. And uh, Danny Elfman is said to be doing the music for it. Um, oh, a uh, Russell Crowe will be uh, Doctor Jekyll for Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Um, but it's this whole monster universe that they've um, announced to uh, to expand based on the classic uh, monsters. Interesting. Yeah, should be pretty cool. Wow. I'm excited for it. All right, so now we're going to go into our last segment, um, unless someone says the right combination of words to bring us back. Uh, nope, no takers. Got it. So we're going to go into our final uh, segment where we talk about our reasons to recommend. Uh, so Grayson, uh, why would you recommend The Mummy? The 1999 Mummy? Because it's good to know your history. Mm-hmm. And this is historically accurate mm-hmm. in all ways. 100%. Like Lincoln. <laughs> the Vampire Hunter. No, honestly, I recommend it for Brendan Fraser. It has been a while since we've seen him in an action lead role like this, but he is a delight. I will say it is a Chris Prattish level of blending mm. action and humor, um, and with a little bit of like rougher edges. Yeah. And it's it's just fun to see. It's like if Indiana Jones didn't take himself too seriously. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I think the thing about um, this movie that I really did appreciate um, was just seeing, like, man, again, I say this a lot, but, like, looking back at these movies that I don't think were supposed to be franchises, like, Mm -hmm. become a franchise, um, is really fun to see. And just after watching this 
the little featurette about the special effects that they did, like they really, like as much as we can like poke fun at how it doesn't hold up as much, like they, that was revolutionary. Like everything yeah. that they were doing was just like, whoa, like how are you using computers to make this stuff happen? Because so, I mean, and they still like melded practical effects where they could, but like otherwise it would have been way worse if they tried yeah. to achieve that with, you know, it would, it would have been a guy in bandages. So it's cool to see what they were that, that like the vision that they wanted and how it uh, came off. And also Brendan Fraser is just so fun and funny in this movie. Like uh, when the mummy like screamed at him and he just screamed back and then <laughs> shot him. I thought that was so funny. And then in the hotel, where um like someone comes through the window and he just picks up a chair and just tosses it and hits him with accuracy. I just uh I just love that. I thought that was really really cool to uh to see Brendan Fraser in that kind of role because I've always seen him as um in a somewhat comedic role um mm-hmm. and not necessarily like an action hero role. And I I completely forgot about uh, the Mummy because I think that's the main one where yeah. I saw him in that kind of role. So it's fun for that. Um, and man, if you like, if you like bugs, man, this movie's got, this movie's got that. You, you, you like sand. If you, if you just want to like picture yourself with like being around sand, but like not having to like get sand in your shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie has that. And sand and faces. If you like faces and you like sand, this movie has that. You know what this movie doesn't have? Enough bandages. <laughs> You're right. One scene with bandages. About thousands of dollars worth of bandages. <laughs> I have to go return them like a dope. Well, I don't know where the receipt is. <laughs> it looks like a bandage. How am I going to find the receipt in this bag of bandages? Well, maybe you could call and ask to speak to the mummager. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go. Just maybe they'll give me a store of credit. It's fine. <laughs> so that is our review of the 1999 uh, Mummy. Let us know what you remember about the Mummy on Twitter and. Instagram in both places. We are at Flashback Flicks. Uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps the show out and lets people know that this show is a show worth protecting for thousands of thousands of years. So leave us a review telling us on a scale of mummy fresh out of the sarcophagus to fully reanimated mummy with sand mm. powers and everything. Nice. What do you think of our of this particular review? Or on a scale of one to five shoulder paint smudges, <laughs> how much did you love it? Because you really got to love someone to smudge their shoulder. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like no smudge or like smudge smudge? Yeah. If I'm Emotep, I'm thinking you couldn't tell me you just like bumped into a doorway. <laughs> just say, like, come up with something. It's like, uh... Uh, affair? No! Why do you say anything? It's like, uh, I, I couldn't... They said to not think of anything, and then I thought of affair! And now there's just a giant affair trolling down ancient Egypt. 
What am I supposed to do with all this cotton candy? <laughs> I can't eat it all. Uh, and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. <laughs>